0: Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. Today is August 17th. We are more than halfway done with August. We had a lot of people sign up for the August Committed Club where the goal was to get 15 sessions. If you're a little bit behind, just like me, that's fine. We got plenty of time to catch up. I'm going to do a few swift CrossFit sessions back to back to try and uh, get a couple of sessions on the scoreboard. Still two weeks to go, everyone that signed up, you know who you are, make sure you get your sessions in and maybe win a headband at the end. We've got a lot of fun workouts planned this week. We are in full prep mode for the 400 meters walking lunges that's going to come up in a little bit. Today, we're doing five sets of 12 back rack lunges, so that's with a barbell on your back doing stationary lunges. If your one rep max back squat, let's say it's uh, 200 pounds, you should be able to do five sets of 12 with at least 100 pounds. So at least 50% of your one rep max, you should be able to use on this uh, uh, on the set and reps for today, five sets of 12. So if that seems super high for you, you need to practice a little bit more lunges. If that seems very doable for you, then you have a good balance between your squatting strength and your one leg strength Tuesday's workout is 3 rounds of 21 wall balls, 15 toaster bars, 9 burpees. Not a ton of wall balls, not a ton of toaster bars, not a whole lot of burpees. This should be a pretty fast workout. The wall balls should be heavier than usual. So RX is 25 and 16 instead of the usual 20 and 14. If you're always using the 10 or always using the 12, whatever that number is, now is the time to bump yourself up a little bit. Try and make these a little bit extra heavy on the wall balls. Wednesday's workout, it's a pure running workout, 800 meter run, rest one minute, 600 meter run, rest one minute, 400 meter run, rest one minute, 400 meter run. With that one minute rest, it's just enough to let you recover and to keep a pace that should be faster than your one mile uh, PR pace. So let's say your uh, your one mile pace is eight minutes. That is two minutes per 400. So running all these runs right here, you go to be sub two minutes on the 400 meter pace. That goes for the 800, 600, 400, and 400. This is going down in distance. That should allow you to push the pace even more so it's not going up in distance. You're not gonna slow down throughout this workout. You're gonna speed up throughout this workout. And that's how you're gonna get better at running. You're gonna practice speeding up Becoming faster and maintaining a good pace, that one-minute rest is a good little break for you to keep a good form. If you haven't listened to the running podcast, make sure you go back a couple episodes and listen to that running episode to pick up on a few technique nuggets. Thursday's workout, we got 50 deadlifts, 50 cal on the bike, 50 pull-ups, 50 handstand push-ups. This should be a a moderate-length workout. Time cap is 15 minutes. The goal is to be under that time cap we've got some handstand push ups in here. The goal with handstand push ups is to get your shoulders stronger There's lots of ways we can do this you don't have to kick upside down that's scary to a lot of people and that's fine uh, We can do this with uh, one to two ab mats to shorten the distance a little bit. We can do some pike push ups as well. The goal is to get uh, comfortable being upside down, that's part of gymnastics, working that pressing. We can do that with a pike push up, where your feet stay on the ground, your hands stay on the ground, you don't have to go uh, all the way upside down using that wall. You always wanna make sure that you have good control coming down. It shouldn't be a free fall, it should be a controlled lower down to the ground. And your eyes is looking straight across the room the whole time. So your head is stacked on top of the mats and stacked on top of the rest of your body. You're looking straight ahead, towards the timer if you're at the gym, you're not looking down into the mat. Friday's workout's pretty straightforward. We got two rounds of 100 meters walking lunges and then 100 calories for guys, 70 calories for ladies on the rower. Two rounds, 100 meter walking lunges, and then some calories on the rower. This is prep for the 400 meters of walking lunges as well. This one's got 200 meters in there too, so still a decent chunk to get your legs a little bit sore, but nothing too crazy. We're slowly building up towards that 400. Last week, I talked about most common nutrition mistakes that people have. This was based on a survey from Precision Nutrition. It was the same thing we talked about in the Goal Getters meeting as well. Today, I'm going to talk about the same thing, but instead of basing it off of this survey, I'm going to talk about the things I see when I sit down one-on-one with a client where I look at their food log and a little health questionnaire survey to see what they're doing well and what they're not doing so well. The most common problem is that protein is too low. Protein, you're going to get that from meat, uh, eggs, dairy products, protein powders, protein bars. You're going to get that from some vegetables as well. It's going to be higher in protein, uh, higher compared to other vegetables, not compared to meat. But this is a super common problem. People don't get enough protein. How much protein should you be getting? If you want super rough math, you should be getting about one gram per pound of body weight. So let's say we have a guy that works out, he weighs 200 pounds, he should be getting close to 200 grams of protein. This doesn't work for some people. Let's say we have an individual that weighs 400 pounds, they have a ton of weight to lose, they don't necessarily need 400 grams of protein. So if you want to be a little bit more specific with this, you need one gram per pound of lean body mass. So let's take that 200 pound individual again, let's say they have 10% um, body fat, which means they need about 180 grams of protein. If this is too confusing for you, don't worry about it. Just make sure that each meal and snack has a little bit of protein. Maybe it's some meat, maybe it's some jerky, maybe it's an egg, maybe it's a little bit of cottage cheese. Make sure that you get a little bit of protein in with each meal and snack. Just as common as someone being too low on protein, they're usually also high in carbs. Carbs is going to be vegetables, it's going to be fruit, it's going to be potatoes, rice, pasta, wheat, bagels, all that stuff is gonna be in the carb section. All carbs are not created equal. There's a huge difference between broccoli and between a donut, so you don't wanna conflate the two. But usually if you look at the total of what people eat throughout the day, the carb is too high. Usually it's too high because they have something that's super dense in there. Maybe they have a lot of rice. Maybe they have a lot of pasta. Maybe they have uh, some juice or something else like that that's gonna spike the carbs quite a bit. You need carbs for physical activity. You don't need it for driving to work. You don't need it to sitting at a desk at work. You actually don't need a whole lot of carbs to do a a 10 minute AMRAP, to do a 15 minute lifting session. It's easy to think that we go through tons and tons of energy because that would justify you eating more food, but you probably don't need a whole lot of carbs. You can eat an unlimited amount of vegetables and not really have to worry about it. So vegetables and fruit, that is not the issue. Usually it's something that's even uh, denser It's uh, pizza, it's pasta, it's some sugary drink that you like to have. Those are the things you got to watch out for and you got to bring down the carb a little bit. This is very, um, the recommendation for this is not as straightforward as the protein. Uh, Most people could probably do just fine in between 100 and 200 grams of uh, carbs. That is not super low, it's not super high. That is where probably most gym goers going to TNT should be. If you're someone that's very active and more lean, you can probably have a little bit more. This does not apply to everyone, but this is an overall trend that I see is that carbs is too high. If you never added it up before, throw it into my fitness spout, see what it spits out. If you're close to 300, 400, you are way too high on the carbs. I always ask about hydration in these consoles as well too, and a lot of times people say they'll have 20 to 40 ounces or maybe 40 to 60 ounces. This is not a whole lot of water. Water is everything, you are made up of mostly water. If you're running low on water, it's gonna slow you down in all kinds of ways, so make sure that you get plenty of water. A guideline that we've been using at the gym um, quite a bit is half your body weight in ounces of water. So let's say we have that 200 pound person again, they should be getting at least 100 ounces of water, that is about five bottles of water, that is the bare minimum. You're probably not close to it, you need to step it up a little bit. Let's have some more water. Another big problem I see is lack of variety and color with the vegetables and the meats. It's easy to get too narrow on what you eat. You repeat the same thing, you don't really branch out. You tried that one thing and you decided you didn't like it, so now you didn't try it again too. This is a huge problem with people. You need to get more color, more variety, and try new things. Micronutrients is a huge problem. Running low on them is something that a lot of people do. Here's a few numbers for you. 94% of the U.S. population does not get enough vitamin D. 88% does not get enough vitamin E. 52% doesn't get enough magnesium. 44% doesn't get enough calcium. 43% doesn't get enough vitamin A. 38% doesn't get enough vitamin C. These are just basic micronutrients that your body needs to deal with everything that's coming at it, whether it's stress from uh, the outside or it's workouts you need to have the building blocks on board. Those are just the big ticket items. They're pretty easy to find. You'll get this if you have a huge salad and some fruits. There's tons of other vitamins and minerals that are harder to get in smaller quantities. So you really need to branch out and make sure you have as wide of a palette as possible to make sure that you don't have any big deficiencies. When you look at a food label, which I'm sure you do all the time, towards the bottom, you might see a little percentage of the recommended intake this is not something that's very useful. This is based off of the bare minimum that you need to sustain life and just to not get scurvy. You can survive for a long time. You can do okay being deficient in a lot of things. I just rattled off a bunch of them. All these people, they're not being wiped out left and right. They're still doing okay. They're still kind of moving throughout their day, but they're not setting any PRs. They don't feel great. They're missing out on stuff. Don't look at that percentage at the bottom, that's the bare minimum, you need to go way above this for your vitamins, for your minerals, for you to feel as good as possible. Another problem I see that kind of ties in with that previous one of not getting enough plant matter is having not enough fiber in the diets. Not enough fiber, this is going to correlate with you eating more processed food than you need to instead of eating more unprocessed foods. Fiber is not going to be an issue if you have some uh, spinach with breakfast, if you have some almonds as a snack, if you have some broccoli at lunch, if you have an apple um, in the afternoon. Fiber is not going to be an issue for you. Fiber is going to be an issue if you go through Taco Bell, if you uh, don't really cook anything and you get ready to made stuff. Um, You need fiber. You need those plant matters in there too, so fiber is a good way to kind of keep track of how much am I eating of the processed stuff versus the unprocessed stuff. This next item isn't necessarily nutrition related, but it's something we talk about in every single consult, and it's something that I can see 9 out of 10 people making some improvements on that's really going to pay off in the gym, and that is sleep quality. First of all, you need to get enough sleep. Seven hours seems to be a big cutoff for most adults. Some people can do it a little bit less. Some people can do it a little bit more. You know what you need. You know when you feel rested. Uh, stop lying to yourself. Stop drinking two pots of coffee and go to bed a little bit earlier. Skip the Netflix. Skip the screens. A lot of times I'll see people, they get a good amount of time in the bed, but they don't really fall asleep quick. They don't stay, uh, stay asleep. Sleep quality is a big issue too and you get better sleep quality by finding a routine. It needs to be dark, it needs to be cool, you need to be relaxed, you need to skip out on the uh, screens right before going to bed. Sleep quality is going to make a huge difference to all this nutrition stuff. If you don't get enough sleep, your body's not going to deal with sugar as well, it's not going to deal with fat as well. You're going to get more of a sweet tooth when you're not getting enough sleep. There's all kinds of bad stuff that happens that isn't necessarily nutrition related, but it's going to start slipping out of control as soon as you don't get enough sleep. Another problem I see in the consults that's not nutrition related is vague goals. If you have a vague goal, you don't really know when you reached it. You don't really know what you're gunning for. It's going to be hard to really uh, set your focus on something and then feel accomplished when you achieve that goal. Make sure that it's super precise It's concise. It's super detailed as well. You know exactly what you're going for. One of my favorite things about CrossFit is that you can focus on the performance and then everything else kind of falls in line after that too. Let's say I have a client comes in and they say like, oh, you see this behind my arm right here? It wiggles a little bit. I don't want it to be like that. That's what I want to work on. That's a good reason to go into the gym for. It is a pretty vague goal though. What you can do instead, you can focus it on doing 10 pull-ups with the green band. And now you're going to do 10 pull-ups with the blue band plus the orange band. Focus on the performance instead and make sure that's super dialed in so you can see yourself going in the right direction. If you PR your pull-ups and if you PR your push-ups, then I can give you an almost 100% guarantee that that goal you had of your arm being a little bit loose, those are all things that are going to fall in line and get towards your goal. So you just got to make sure that it's super precise. And then if possible, try some performance to to it. It's going to be a lot more gratifying when you reach that goal. Another big problem I see in the nutrition consults is beverages. Nutrition, you should be getting that from your food. Nutrition is coming from your food. That should be 90-95% of it. For your beverages, here's what you can have. You can have water, you can have black coffee, you can have unsweet tea, and you can have a protein shake that's about it. Anything else that's not that? if it's a frappuccino, if it's bulletproof coffee, if it's a soda, or maybe it's a juice, whatever you got going on, most of the time beverages needs to be as simple and low calorie as possible. Water, black coffee, unsweet tea, protein shake, maybe a smoothie if you worked really hard that day. So smoothies, you got to earn those It's super easy to sneak up. I said the carbs was high for a lot of people. Beverages is usually uh, the biggest thing that kind of contributes to this. It's probably a juice or it's a smoothie or it's something else that you don't really think about, but it really adds a lot of calories and carbs to your diet. The last thing I want to touch on is supplements. I'm a big fan of supplements. I take a lot of them. I take fish oil, creatine, collagen, melatonin, magnesium. I do all kinds of stuff. But I also do a lot of research on not just what the product claims it's going to do. I do research on the company and how they manufacture it. It's a wild, wild west out there. It's super easy to find tainted supplements. You want to make sure that you get quality stuff. Don't get the cheap stuff. Don't just buy something because uh, Sally said this was good for you. Ask me about it. Go back and look at old podcasts too. Make sure you look into the manufacturing processes of the company. There's a site called Labdoor.com. They do purity tests of supplements. so You can see if they actually put in the bottle what they claim is on the label. This is a huge issue. People die from this every year from getting tainted supplements. You can get liver cirrhosis from a bad fat burner. You got to be careful with this stuff and make sure that you take quality products. The quote of the week is, if you don't like where you are, change it. You're not a tree. I've got a few rules on complaining and one of them is you can't complain about something you signed up for. If you signed up for it, if you committed to something, then you can't complain about it because you signed up for it. If you have the option of changing, going somewhere else, doing something new, then go for it. If you don't like where you are, change it. You're not a tree. Maybe it's something small. Maybe you got a little bit rattled when I said black coffee only er earlier in the episode and that got you a little bit upset. That's okay. You can start off with a small step. Maybe when you heard that quote, you thought about something bigger. Maybe you thought about uh, a dream, a goal, a job, whatever it is. If you don't like where you are, change it. You're not a tree. I'm excited about the workouts we have coming up this week at the gym. I hope that you are as well. I'll see you there.